everybody. Welcome to Talk It Out. This is your girl, Gabby. And this is KT. And we have a special guest with us. All right. So, yes, it is your boy, Q, from the Critical Dump Podcast. Um, yeah, man, what can I say about the Critical Dump? We are actually here to talk about all the BS that goes on in the world and kind of give a different perspective to everything. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> we got you. Hey, well, you know, we're on uh, SoundCloud, of course. And we also have a YouTube channel. That's where we do some of the live shows. Uh, mm-hmm. That's where we we do the big show on YouTube. But then I also have my little one I do is just chopping up a cue, which is also on SoundCloud as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, SoundCloud, and I think we're also on Spreaker as well. Okay. Uh, your social media account. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, y'all can hit me up on Twitter at QSimp05 um, or the Critical Dumps uh, page. Uh, you can also hit us up on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Where uh, we have the Critical Dump homepage, and you also can hit me up, which is just Quentin Simpson. Y'all can search me; I'm on there. I'm always up for discussion or just adding people, so it's all good. And I do have a Instagram as well, but they I was told I was uh, doing too much uh, <laughs> thirst trapping on there, so I had to stop. Oh no! Go. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, yeah. Oh, and and us. You can hit us up Don't on forget, like, right, right, on Facebook.com slash talk it out podcast, Instagram.com slash talk it out podcast. Tweet us, live tweet us while you're listening to this episode, talk it out underscore pod. And we're available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever podcasts are found. So let's get right into it. We've been trying to set this set up a collab episode with Q for almost a month now. But um we you know our last episode was the feminism part 3 entitled men episode. And um you know he hit us up on Twitter and was like, "Yeah, I need to be on the show to um discuss my point of view." And so we were like, "Okay, let's do it." So, we're pretty much going to do a, a little back and forth discussing um, some of the things we talked about in that episode, but also, you know, discussing some other things. So, Q, first of all, what did you think about the episode and what what were your problems with it? Because apparently you, you had some disagreements. Well, I didn't have problems. You know, I just came up with some, uh, I guess you could say, counter- other yeah. thoughts. Yeah, basically a counter argument okay. to a lot of things. and. Really, I enjoyed the episode, though. I, I like hearing, you know, the female perspective, and I like hearing exactly what's going on in the female thought process because mm-hmm. I'm not a woman, so I can't tell you how you feel or whatever. Right. And well, when I hear it, you know, I really then look back at our issues as men, and I'm like, okay, well, how do these kind of line up? Mm-hmm. So I think the main one is like when y'all were talking about catcalling or things like that, and yeah. I was like, so I, I think I asked, um, you know, would guys do it if it didn't work? Uh-huh. And I think uh, I don't know if I was talking to KT or Gab. I don't you know, I get confused yeah. sometimes. But <laughs> <laughs> probably KT. We chime in. Yeah, you're probably talking to both of us, honestly, because we chime into each other's conversations and everything else, but Yeah, but you know, it, it was one of those things where I'm always like that. Uh, I think my mom always said I always got shit to say too. So it's like when I hear something, <laughs> I'm like, okay. That is a problem, but why is that the problem? Like, how did this problem come about? Yeah. Is it done because guys just do it because, fuck it, it's, it's a Tuesday? Or is it because some females have been receptive for it and I found it to be successful? Okay. Therefore, I do it. 
All right. Now, so of course, before anybody even say I'm not, I don't victim blame. I just, you know, bring up different uh, cases or different. Yeah, we understand. We understand. Okay, so we'll, I'll ask KT. You're on. I'll ask KT. Have you have you ever has somebody ever gotten your number from catcalling? Like you were just walking down the street, you know, whatever, and then somebody was like, "Hey, hey, there, white girl," and <laughs> you gave them your number. <laughs> Um. Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll wait for it. Uh, I just feel like, wait, I'm a thought. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> next thought. Maybe I did, but no, they've never have. Like it always just creeps me out, honestly. And I'm always like, oh god, please don't ask for my phone number. Please don't ask for my phone number. Please, like, I would rather, like, I, I, I appreciate compliments, but there's a way to do it, and there's a way not to do it, and I don't. There's a fine line between those two regarding like whether or not you look like a creep or you sound like a creep to me. And mm-hmm. so got like anybody who's came up to me, they've all been creeps and they're coming at it at the wrong way. And yeah. none of them have gotten my phone ever. Yeah, of course. He can't roll up on you talking about, hey, you got some black in you. Do you want it? Ew. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Dudes who tried, though, some do. But um, okay. So, so you you your your frame of mind is you think that there is has been a success rate with this whole catcalling thing. Um, I think it depends. I think it depends on how, like you said, it's all about tack. Yeah, you can't go out there on some uh, creepy stuff talking about. Man, you remind me of my granddaughter and think it's you know. Yeah, yeah. Somebody's gonna be receptive to that, but I think I, I explained out there. I'd say you know a lot of guys really changed their whole approach to with some women like around you know late high school early mm-hmm. years of college if they decide to go like for instance I'll, I'll use this story myself you know i was always very i guess you could say gentleman like to an extent uh-huh. very respectful i'll say hi what's your name you know, so on and so forth but i have noticed that if i wasn't coming off as like hyper masculine thuggish type dude some girls were really not receptive to mm. me coming because it comes off as, oh, well, he's soft or he a lame or, you know, something along yeah. those lines. So a lot of guys then switch up their approach and say, well, shit, fuck it. Let me go ahead and snap. That's what she wants. Right. And that, that's real because of the I where I work, I have like a million women around me at all times. And there's this one girl and she's always like, uh-uh, I can't do it with no dude that ain't got tattoos, that ain't thugging, <laughs> ain't doing all this crazy stuff. And I'm just like... What are you talking about? Like, you can't, like, what's wrong with someone wearing glasses without tattoos? Like, it just, I don't know. I, I, guess, I guess your point is right to an extent. You know what I'm saying? Right. It, it's, <laughs> it's kind of more indicative of, of the culture. Because I think it just, it depends right, on yeah. where you grew up. It depends on what you've seen. It depends on a lot of little things. Yeah, She's from Memphis. She's from like North Memphis and me from like Crothersville or me from like Missouri, like this little bitty tiny town with a bunch of white people. I'm just kind of like, uh, like, I I don't really know if that would be the best for you because you don't want to get shot or something like I just that's just something that I think. I don't know. No, but I'm, you, but, you be. Huh? Oh, I was going to say you'd be surprised. I've actually heard girls say that if he don't go upside your head, that means he don't love you. And I'm like, what? what? No, mm. no, that's not. That's some. Um, <laughs> but that—that's that, that, just. That. Yeah, that, that's just what I was that. saying with the the whole culture thing. Like, you don't grow, you don't come out the womb as a girl, or like four or five. 
uh, the only way I know a boy likes me is if he punches me in the head. Like, no, you, you've grown You're up around that. an environment where that's normal. And people have, you know, explained that away if it happens to somebody in their family. So then you, you grow up and you start to think that that's okay. So that's, that's probably what that is. So as far as you, have you ever been that guy that was... You know, you see your pretty lady walking down the street and you over, you literally holler, hey, girl, like that. And then she turns around. And did you did you ever get her number from that? Well, see, uh, I, I'm a little bit different. So uh, I was actually highly spoiled by the opposite sex. So honestly, the oh, majority okay. of people ever had ran up on me. <laughs> oh, good. okay. <laughs> Here comes that ego. I, I've seen it on Twitter, but dang, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I do have an ego. I, I've already said that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've been told that before, but like I said, it has worked for me a lot of times. Like I even go back to like high school, college, so on and mm-hmm. so forth. Most of the girls would be like, "Oh, you're cute. Oh, okay, appreciate that." And then afterwards, they or they'll send a friend to say, "Hey, man, my friend want to talk to you." I'm like, okay, all right, where she at? Uh-huh. And that's just how how it went. So, yeah. but then it also did a, it also affected my relationships a lot because I never really fully appreciated any relationship I was in because it was like, well, shit, I don't know, somebody else is waiting. Yeah, like, interesting. I, like it's just face value. It's not nothing like in depth. Like, let's have a good ass conversation. Your relationships were like, oh, well, she's cute. Let's like that was it. For the most part, yeah. I mean, when I was a young man, (laughs) you know, as a young man, I'm not looking for any, you know, I'm not looking for a wife at the moment or someone to really be with. I was just looking to, you know, get it in as much as possible. And then when I decided to get out the game, be like, all right, man, let me go ahead and get it together. Which is kind of how it happened, (laughs) too. Oh, my goodness. I, I have a question regarding that. So do you, how do you feel about the fact that women... Women are raised like, hey, you should be in this mindset of always wanting to get, to get a wedding. Yeah. Like, in a, yeah, in a, in, a, in a woman's mind, we're raised that a wedding is the most marvelous thing that you can possibly get to in your life. Whereas for men, like you just said, you guys can be out there slinging dick and everything like that. And then eventually you're like, oh, let's settle down. And then you get with one woman and you're there. Like, do you think there's an issue with how we raise women and men differently regarding that situation? Uh, to an extent, yes. But uh, I can actually explain that. Okay. Why? And I think it really goes down to what is seen as work. So if a woman can break, it's going to sound fucked up, but if a woman can break a dude down to the point where he say, fine, I'll marry you. It looks like she's achieved something that she worked for. Mm. If a man got with a bunch of women, I mean, he worked in order to do so because you can't just go lay up. You can't walk into a room and 10 women want to lay up. That's just not how it works. Mm-hmm. But on the other fl- other side, you can send a woman in, ten- in a room with 10 men. And yeah, every on average, eight out of 10 of them are going to want to get it in with her. She has some semblance of attractiveness. So That's, that's true. That's true. Um, I, I think I broke down one ago. So I was like, you know, it's, it's kind of like when you look at it, if a female did have a multitude of partners or whatever like that. In my opinion... She didn't have to work for that. She just showed up 10 times. That's what happened. <laughs> Possibly. I'm going to say no. Just <laughs> <laughs> <Because> no. <laughs> Which, That's not how it works. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to think, what did, what did I have to do in order to be a thought? Um, 
Okay. Show up, AJ, literally. I'm ask you this question. I'll ask you this question. Have you ever had to really, really convince a guy to want to go through with it? To want to have sex with me? Yes. Um, I mean, I, I yeah, yeah. I've done, I've done some, some things like. But and, no, he's saying, he's saying, have you, when you were trying to get with the guy, did you have to like do a lot of begging and pleading or please or, you know, buttering up? Oh. Maybe I, I heard that wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Yeah. No, no not at all. Even right now, like when Gabby uh, described herself last episode where she said, you know, she got all these, you know, baggy clothes and all these on. And yeah. I think I told you, Katie, I said, that don't mean nothing. I said, she could be a <laughs> bum on the street. Dudes will go pick her up and say, hey, man, all I got to do is clean you up. We good. <laughs> that's that's oh, weird. Oh. I mean... Oh. That's that's interesting. It is. I, I keep telling man. Look, guys are fucked off. We are. I, I'll tell you that right off the bat. Do you think Do it's you think culture it's or it's huh? Yeah, I, I was about to ask that same question. Go ahead, Gabby. Yeah. Do you think it's cultural or do you think it's biological? Like, do you think if yeah, just answer that. Do you think it's cultural partly or all the way biological? Like, this is just just the way that men are. I think it's a little bit of mixture of both. Um, of course, when we do it, it is kind of heavily reinforced in a positive way, so that that does feed into it. But I think there is some biological components because if you break it down, you know what women look for in men is safety, security, and so on and so forth. Just like when you think about <clears throat> hell, the male peacock. Mm-hmm. We'll say that the male peacock pulls women based on how delicate he looks, or who has yep. the prettiest feathers, or who comes off as the more most masculine. Mm-hmm. Alphas are the only ones really getting it in. So then you look at it like in our environment, it's kind of the same way. It's just who is considered alpha is either based on uh, money, status, uh, mm-hmm. uh, wood game, so on and so forth. Yeah. So those are the guys that are getting the most play. You know, there's, there's some guys out here on some serious droughts. <laughs> but um, but it's also why I think when it comes to women, in my opinion, the female psyche and the vagina are connected. If she don't like you or is not somewhat comfortable She's not going to want to be into it unless she's being paid to do so. Right. Yeah. That's real. It's real. That's and true. so, so you're saying a guy That's he doesn't have true. to necessarily like you, but he will still just do it just to you. Know. I, okay. I, I didn't have. I had sex with women I hate. Mm. <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of psychotic shit like that? <laughs> well, just I mean, for hey, prime example. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when uh, my my oldest daughter's mom, when me and her first broke up, and uh, I still say she tried to hustle me back into it, but it's it's kind of screwed up. But okay, mm-hmm. so she claimed that she, we had to bring our daughter to the, a doctor's appointment in Houston. We lived uh-huh. in Mormon at the time, and we had to stay the night. And of course, she got a room with uh, one thing. Mm. Like, okay. <laughs> I, oh, so yeah, uh, she gets in the bed naked, and of course I did. I was like, hey, "Fuck it, why not?" It's here, <laughs> and this literally happened as soon as the next. Well, since we're back together, I said, "Whoa, hold, champ, we're not back together." Right. <laughs> and she was like, "How can you do that with me? We not even." I said, "You you gave it to me." Mm. Well, you know, I, I, I maybe could see that. I don't know. Tio Black. Um. <laughs> so. <laughs> What what is your view towards um 
slut shaming uh, women. Um, it's, man, look, I'm gonna put it like this: to uh, accept your holdem is also to accept the responsibility of what brings about. So I'm like, hey, you know what? If you want to get out there and you just want to get your, you just want to get your thump on. Mm-hmm. Okay. But on the other hand, you can't affect, you know, it's almost like when you think of freedom of speech, it's like, yeah, you can say what you want, but you can't affect the outcome or the feedback you receive. Okay. Some people are going to be receptive. Others are going to say something. And as long as you're proud of it, that's all that matters. So are do you uh, agree with people that say something about them? That's the question, I guess. Uh, here's, here's what I'll say. Uh, me as a man, and I believe this is every man, all men love hoes. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, we are ashamed of this, this, uh, this love that we have, mm. and it it becomes worse if she's known to be a hoe. Like if, a lot yeah. of guys want to freak. Now, if you find out she a freak and nobody knew about it, you win it. Mm. Then, if you find out she a freak and then you go to a family reunion or some kind of get together and people are like, oh, you were Shirley, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a f- bunch of follow-up questions then so yeah. i think is that that's that has to do with the ego as well because you know this will always start a fight no matter what if you uh talking to a guy and you get into an argument and he say well that's why i smashed your girl it's already gonna start a fight yeah so yeah. i think a lot of guys are just afraid of that and, uh, <laughs> mm. i'm sorry that's just so it's it's like hyper masculine and using women as props. It's that's like, what I was about to say. That kind of like plays into the objective objectification. Like it's like almost like I have this exclusive shoe and only I can have this shoe. And if somebody else has it, I don't want it anymore. Like it, if I know somebody like else bought this shoe a long time ago, I don't want it anymore. I'll just throw it in the trash. Like it's kind of like that. Yeah. But it's the same with cheating. It's like if you would have, if she would a girl, she, I mean, if she would a dude, she don't want to find out his penis been elsewhere. That's that's fighting. But, so yeah, yeah, I think every I mean, everybody, in my opinion, when it comes to relationships in general, it's all about possession. That's what how we we've kind of boiled it down to is possession. Yeah, I mean, when it's when it's something like that, when when you are clearly in a relationship and they step out. But if we're just talking about what they did before, like they're not that was before they didn't know you then. I don't see why that's a big deal. But I guess uh, right. I guess. I mean, I think it 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 matters on both sides. I just think women are a lot more forgiving than guys, in my opinion. <clears throat> yeah, um, with, with stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I think and, that. I think that's because culturally we tell women that or we teach men that you pull in a lot of women means that you you got good wood or something like that. And women, if you're pulling a lot of men, then you're a slut. Like, I just think that culturally, if we flip those roles, then it would be exactly how it is right now. Men would be the ones that would be out here like. Oh, doing the same thing that women are doing now, mm-hmm. being slut shamed and everything like that. I don't know. I just feel what? like. Wait. Oh, my bad. Oh, no, no, you're fine. It, I just feel like I don't know. Um, I don't know how to explain it other than women. Women are slut shamed constantly, so maybe that's the reason why they're more successful. Like that, they they obviously accept it more often. If you're the one that's on the other end of it, if that makes sense. Yeah. And like I said, I really do just think about it boils down to the, the selection. 
I think women, they feel that if they find out a man's been with multiple women, there's something about him, which is the reason why he's able to be with a bunch of women. Kind of like going back to how we were saying, it's like, um, that means he made X amount of girls feel either A, comfortable, or something about him was the reason that they were willing to go through with it. Mm. And on the like I said, but then on the other side, it's it just seemed to, and this is just me as I, you know, observing how it goes because I, I I've sat there and um I, I always say even the biggest hoes got to talk to you for ten minutes uh-huh. at least. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, you, you're not walking in the room and she like, hey, let's go ahead and get this. No, nah, it's not how it's going. She got to know your name, what you're doing, what's your dreams, so on and so. She got to know something about you. Uh huh. Versus the guy. Hey, what's her name again? Oh shit, I don't know. <laughs> it don't matter. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I had I had to know like like whenever I was fun, I had to know you know what was your job, what was your occupation, and and like I don't know, did you have any kids? And like I had to know some background information, not just let me let me go ride this thing real quick. Like, Ew. I'm sorry, Abby. That's real. I mean, wait, KT. So then, I have a question for you, KT. So, so Q was saying, so let's say you were back with a guy, and you met him, and he was cool and he was nice, but he told you like he's had sex with like thirty women. Like, would that would you even blink an eye, or would you be like, oh, hold on? No, I'd be like, oh, hold on. Because maybe because you understand more about STDs. Yeah, I mean, I don't. (laughs) You can be with 30 people and not have an STD. That's not what I'm worried about. As long as they're out here getting tested, then that's fine. I just feel like, like, what's wrong with you mentally? Like, how come you're having to go through all these women in order to be satisfied with your own self, I guess? Mm. And we don't even think of it like like that. I know. That's that's, that's that's the difference. that's, That's how you know men and women are socialized totally different. And I mean, honestly, in the end, men and women, we just have different goals in life. We different goals in relation we get in relationships for different reasons but i think that goes back to girls being trained to think that marriage is like the big shebang Security. and yeah. man, man it's just like oh I'll get you a girl get you this get you that and then you know when you're tired and you're ready to settle down then you can get married girls it's like oh as soon as you're in high school find you the one make sure when you go to college high look school. for the husband and then try to get married like no, do you, do you yeah, guys fine. not remember Barbies and Ken? Barbie had a freaking wedding. Like I had so many Barbies, and like literally, you're taught from from the time you start getting toys that women are supposed to be the ones that stay at home, take care of the children, birth the children. They're not supposed to be the ones at work. Barbie did actually go to work eventually but at first she was just barbie and she married ken that was absolutely that was it. an accomplishment that's all life. barbie did yeah. right huh. that was an accomplishment yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah i mean yeah why not find a dude you can hustle i would love if i could just find me a sugar mom and i ain't gotta do shit <laughs> well i mean that's that's real that's true but um, it's now. Now it's like we just g- women just want options. Like you can be, you can have the sugar daddy. You can get married now. You can get married later. It's just the option. Like raising your daughter to know, being married is not like the end all be all. You can be okay if you don't get married. You don't have to get married. You can you can have fun, 
and get married when, later. Like, it, it doesn't have to be, like, this big thing. And that's why I think women are... That's that's one of the differences, like I said, I see. And I don't know. I think we just need to teach our teach our girl children that there are more options in life. And it's okay to have fun as long as you're safe. And we should treat them... Honestly, I feel like we should raise them the same. Can you imagine how we would be if we were all raised the exact same? It'll be interesting. I, I don't know how that would end up. That would be... But, huh? I mean, honestly, you know, with all even all that stuff y'all are saying, I think it boils down to just two components. And well, one major thing that I've always been talking about is that men and women just really don't respect or understand any about any about each other. Exactly. Mm-hmm. The reason being is like, I think I was even having a discussion. I think it was talking about Bobby Bowden. I don't know if y'all are familiar with him or not, yeah, but he's yeah, an yeah, football yeah. coach. Yeah. And how he was talking about some of the issues he had with some of the boys at the schools that they didn't have any men in their lives, man. And I was like, well, that's that's really talk about it. Just in our group, I said, I don't think fatherhood is really respected. Mm. I, like, if you ask anybody, what is fatherhood to? What does it mean to you? A lot of people will be like, oh, uh, a provider. Mm-hmm. Is it? As you boil it down to, somebody who provides. Yeah. And then the question is like, providing what? And there's also to even look at it like how many uh, screwed up moms are out here, but they are infallible. You you don't talk about your mama regardless of how how screwed up she is. Or That's what true. She That's true. I so, wonder. Yeah, if... I think over. Yeah, go ahead. I, I'm saying that you know overall, I think is we have a disconnect and we're not learning to understand one another. We're just playing this um, goods and services role that we just has started since who knows when, but you know we just keep perpetuating that ideals. I agree, and and. I think one reason that, you know, we we usually just associate the father with being the provider is, again, society. Society influences a lot. But a lot of times, like even in in the families, like my aunts and uncles and I, I look at their families and that's kind of all the father is like the father is is not really a part of any type of emotional anything. He he goes to work. He does this. And that's pretty much it. Like he does not, he does not provide that nurturing other stuff. Usually all that lands on the woman. Like the woman is the one that's supposed to be cooking, cleaning. She's supposed to be the one that gives you a bandaid when you're, when you're hurt. And the father, he gives you money for clothes. He goes to work. He might show you how to work on a car, but that's kind of just the roles that, that society has set up. But I do want to say that my dad is. But the no, 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 yeah, yeah. Mine is you know, too. Like, Mine there is too. Are yeah. Obviously, like exceptions to that rule and everything like that. Like my dad, the nurturer, my mom. I don't even know who that hoe is. Like my dad <laughs> is. My dad is the one who literally took care of me. Like he was the only one that accepted me for who I was and was like, yeah. "Hey, it's okay." My dad don't know jack shit about cars. He don't know jack shit about fixing nothing. <laughs> like my dad, it, it, he he took care of me. You know, he he was a dad, and he was also like he was the quote unquote society's dad, and he was also like the nurturer and the mother, I guess, because he took care of me and for for who I am and and everything like that. So I guess I guess like you, like we're all saying, it, it kind of just boils down to how you're how you're raised, right? <laughs> 
But the thing about that is your your dad and my dad wouldn't be like the norm. Like the one that's cooking and cleaning, the one that's over here yeah. taking care. That's not really the norm. I mean, I do a little bit of cooking from time to time, but, you know, mostly my, my wife does that. That's yeah. fine, you know. Um, yeah. I'm the one that does a lot of the, the school. Y'all don't know. I, I like to talk, so I'm usually one everybody comes to with problems, so yeah. I got to hear sit down and hear them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, good thing I, I'm, I still got time for their teenager if I have to deal with all that stuff. But, I mean, <laughs> there is going to be a point to where my wife has got to do a lot more teaching to them than I could. I can't tell them how to be a woman. I can tell them what I think a woman is from a male point of view, but that's imbalances come in because we always look at each side as options. And it's like, no, we need each other. I don't know why we don't get that. Well, um, and here's a question. I, I was thinking about it in y'all's episode. Y'all were talking about what is motherhood? What is fatherhood? Uh, uh, just say words, dude from Just Say Words. He was saying he didn't have a father, so he didn't have somebody to teach him how to fix on cars and stuff like that. Uh, oh, wait, wait, I have to add. I'm sorry, I have to add. When uh, Justin said that he didn't have a father, so he didn't know how to shave. Like, I just want to mention, women have hair. Like, <laughs> and our vaginas are a probably lot a lot, like, a lot more wrinkly than a face. I, I just wanted to add that, but... <laughs> anyway... It's the same concept. You're going to be like, man, my mom showed me how to shave. Well, she, she, she pulled down her, uh, her underwear. she showed me her crotch. <laughs> <laughs> her underarms, her legs. Like, I mean, we shave literally everything. Even me, a woman, I shave my mustache like at least once a week. So, I mean, we know how to shave. But yeah, but that, but that brings me to um, what... When you say you, your the mother needs uh, to be there to teach your daughters how to be women, I agree. There are some things like you don't. You never had a period. You never had to deal with guys. You never had yeah. to deal with stuff like that. But like, what what are the the other things that you can't teach her that your wife can? Like, I I'm from the the point of view that if you're just teaching your children how to be respectable and good human beings, there's not much of a difference. I mean, like what, what's the difference between what you teach your son and what you teach your daughter? If you had a son. I I don't think it's about who, what you teach is who's teaching it. So so I'm going to use this uh, as an analogy, for instance, um, me being ex football player or whatever. I had a harder time taking information from somebody who never played versus someone who has been in the game. So I think even if I go in and try to, because I was like, scientifically, I could tell them what a period is. I mean, I took anatomy and physiology all through college and all that stuff. I understand all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's coming, with it coming from her mother, there's experience Mm -hmm. and all these other things coming along with it. Yeah, I can teach them how to be morally correct. Hey, you should do this. Yes, this is so on and so forth. But I can't teach her how migrating this society as a woman is okay and that makes sense that, that's similar to like some white person telling telling me how to live life i mean we we, we live the same life but there's a little different experience a whole lot different i get i get what and, you're saying so um yeah i mean it's you know it's almost like that's why a lot of people would say with black boys, which this I know this used to irritate me, and I know I'll probably, hopefully I don't upset any female, but when ladies, especially around fathers, they say, oh, I'm the mother and the father. I say, no, you're not. I say, don't, don't marginalize one side. You're just a great mother. 
I, I had to tell like cousins and all that, but they they disagree with me, of course. But you know, yeah. it's just some things. Yeah, it's just some that. Yes, it's harder. I'm not saying that you can't teach, let's say, a black boy how to be a man in society, but I think me as a man, I can at least also fill him in on a little bit more as far as what it is as far as migrating into said society. Yeah. Okay. I got you. I got you. Okay, team. Silence. Thank you. Oh, got her speech? What? I know, right? Um... There's a lot of things that was said there, but I don't know how to address it, like, as a white person, because I don't know shit about being black. Um, <laughs> how dare you get on here and talk about <laughs> No. Like, how do you, like, do you think, I mean, obviously, there are two different experiences, because it's a man and a woman, but do you think, like, and I don't, I don't know how to say it without being ridiculous and sounding awful, um, do you... Do you just do you think that that black women and and black men like they just have completely opposite uh, experiences in life that that a that a man can't teach a black woman woman about things and like a woman can't teach black men about things or like I don't I don't under, maybe I I'm just white and I don't understand that but uh, well let's see uh, if we go based on. Here's one thing that a lot of people don't understand is that when it comes to black men and women, one, we do, we are kind of going through the same thing. Uh, black women are, I guess you say, the most disrespected here, but they also have somewhat of a leg up on us to an extent. Job-wise, I'll say that. Um, they also count as a double minority, and they're, they're, I mean, there's just certain things, it's just that really hard to answer. Um instance, my mom, there was a point where my mom just kind of had that my father, grandfather, and uncles really take over my upbringing because me as a young man, it maybe just says more about me, but there was a point. I used to try my mom all the time. Mm. Uh-huh. <laughs> I do, I do, I do. <laughs> and, you know, there was a point, you know, I got bigger than her. I was stronger than her. I'm like, okay, yeah, she could whoop me, but it, it, it don't hurt. I'll be up. I'll walk away. I'm just make sure I don't get caught next time. But... I don't know what it was, but it was something when she said, I'm going to tell your dad, your grandfather, whatever. I was like, okay, no, nah, I don't, I don't want that. Hmm. You think it was a respect thing? Yeah, I think it, it was a different type of respect. So it was like, one, I respect him and I knew that I'll have a problem on my hands because that's a challenge. Mm-hmm. If I had to step to him like that. Yeah. Okay. More of a physical, so, a physical think- thing. Like you were afraid he was going to be able to, you know, handle you if you did something wrong? Or was it oh, like yeah, the, I that. Yeah. I'm, I, res- I literally respect him more? Well, I think sometimes we do equate fear and respect to in almost as synonymous sometimes. You fear a lot more, you respect a lot more things you fear than anything. Hell, just look how people are with religion. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. true. That's true. Um, I, I have a question. Do you think that, uh, as far as uh, Gabby kind of answered the respect thing, but do you think because do you think because society tells you not to respect women that you didn't respect your mom more? Because t- again, me being the complete opposite, like I was afraid my mom was gonna knock my teeth down my throat if I said something crazy to her. Uh, my dad, on the other hand, like I said, I could tell him everything and he would be okay with it. Like. 
you think because you were raised that women eventually you're going to be bigger, taller, stronger than her that she couldn't she couldn't phase you at all? No, and I mean personally, I don't I didn't feel society taught me anything about cuz I've respected all the women in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just that way. But it it was it wasn't really just the deal just affected my mom was female mm-hmm. cuz it was almost like if my father was smaller than me, I would have been like, man, you ain't going to do nothing. Walk, walk, you know, walk away. That was just okay. me being a teenager and okay. thinking I was managed. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that, it's just a physical aspect. All right. Well, I'm just curious. You're just trying to get so into Gabby, the, the, the psyche of it. What what you say? I was about to ask, do you have any other questions? Let's see. Uh, let's go to the... Like, we're trying to, we're trying to get a debate going, but you're saying real <laughs> shit, so we can't think of nothing. A lot of things that are plaguing women are based on other things. So it's like, you got compared to two things like uh, when you go back to algebra and your X and Y, so, you know, your two variables that you have to solve for. Mm-hmm. What you did to one side, you have to do to the other in order to complete the entire problem. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you'll have a half solved problem and you still got to fix the issue. So I do think when it comes to male and female interaction, we're going to do what works best for us. So it's why you'll have a woman who say, uh, if I go to college, I'm only going to be a social worker because for some reason, some guys care if I make more money than them. But then again, it's also with that same idea that if I make more money than him, he can't make less than me. Mm, yeah, I've heard that, too. I've heard that, too. That doesn't, I'm sorry, that doesn't make any sense It doesn't make sense, me. but but people think, no that. Sense people think that. People think that. to me. That, how does that help you at all? Like, if <laughs> if we are a selfish society, and if we're so selfish, why would you one not want to make more money than somebody else, and two, why would it matter to you if your partner made more money or not? Because that's like me, a masculinity thinking, thing, though. Like, it's yeah, like I guess women think um, your man is their man is less masculine if he makes less money. But I'm just thinking to myself, it's like, okay, so if I made. If I made, um, I don't know, like thirty six thousand a year, and my man made one dollar less than that, what, like that? What is the difference? Would I feel like he was less than me, or if my man made a thousand dollars less than that, would I think he was less than me? No, that's a reflection of yourself. If you think that your man is less than you because he makes less that's than true. you, then that's a reflection of yourself, and you need to get yourself together. That's true because that. It just doesn't make sense. Like, why would you not accept someone based on how much money they make? Like, you're really, that means that you're not really in that relationship with them. You're in it for, for yourself. Step. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. The step. But, but that's what it is. We are not in relationships because we care about people. We're in relationships <laughs> because it is um, a benefit. I'm only going to deal with you if you make X amount of dollars. I'm only going to deal with you if you out here putting it out or if you cold or you bad or so on and so forth. We're, that's why I said when it comes to pure objectification, everyone is objectified. And that's why it goes back to when I was saying men are wallets and women, I guess you, I, I'll have to come up with another um, descriptive word for that. But I just said objects and that's uh-huh. because goods and services. But, but I am purchasing your time and vagina. And in turn, yeah. She is milking me for money. So we're exchanging goods and services. But like you said, okay, so that's the the 
that's the problem. Where some people might not think it's a problem, but but right. I think if we it all just goes back to what we teach our children. Because if you're living in a society where you say you need to get married, so you need to have so you can have kids, so you can be a, a homemaker, you're saying you need to get married so a man can provide for you. So you're teaching women that a man has to provide, and and that's like that's a status symbol so it's not like you get your money you you know you strive to do good and then you know if you find somebody to marry you'll find them no you need to get married so you can find somebody that's going to provide for you i think if right and Gam- like gabby do you haven't you been at like i'm sure you've been asked a million times just like i have where's your husband at do you when got you a get man married, yet? you got a like, boyfriend yeah married? yeah you know yeah, and that's because we also put women on a um, a biological, well, I ain't gonna say biological clock, but a clock. Yeah. You know, and I, I have theories behind that as well. <laughs> but <laughs> as y'all know, I sit down and just think about it. I, I think too much sometimes, but I just kind of make reasons on why things exist. Yeah. And I think it's just also the early stages of how, for instance, I would sit there and say, women, girls been saying no to the sex since probably what? Puberty, 12, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. I'm sure both of y'all, that's, that's probably a yes for both of y'all. Yeah. And, you know, most females, when they, quote unquote, their prime is what, 19, 24, somewhere around there, mm-hmm. in between that age. And any age after that, their, I guess you say, value is diminishing. Now, these aren't my words, but this is just how we view it. Mm-hmm. Right. And the reason being is because there's always up and coming women who are coming up behind her who, like, hey, they, they got their youth and all that stuff. So I'm going to go ahead and get with them. So from a female perspective, it's like football. You got to get it, get your, uh, get your bread when you can, while you can, while you're young. Mm. And then when you look at men, men don't hit their primes to almost in their thirties when they really start making money. Right. So now I get a little bit more bargaining chips. You know, in my twenties, I had a little youth, but I'm still competing with these older guys right. who got stuff and I don't. So now there's this on a, uh, another scale. So now I have to age myself and get resources to then bargain with. Mm. So do you think, uh, like, not do you think, but how do we fix this? Because like Gabby said, some people don't think it's a problem, but like, how do we get to the point where we are in relationships because we care about each other and we love each other and not a bartering, bartering system like you get this and I get that and we're good together? Well, in that case, we're tearing down the entire system because I think a lot of capitalistic ideals have been plagued our relationships. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why a lot of that stuff is going on. Um, a lot of things is also really teaching to respect one side versus the other. No one was, no one is over the other. Right. We mm-hmm. are, there. we're both needed. Um, you know, if you want to just put it on a biological sense. I know everybody will say, oh, women are needed because they give birth. Yeah, that's true. But if I ain't dump my seed in there, she ain't putting shit out. So we both need, you know. Science. Together. (laughs) (laughs) No one is over the other. Mm -hmm. So we need to realize that. And no matter what, I need to respect you. Right. That's it. And it should be that way all the way around. But but it's like just the world itself. There's so much discrimination. Everybody's not. This everybody's disrespecting everybody else for the because of your race, because of your sex, because your gender, because whatever. It's just so many. It's so much to to tackle. It's just like, whoo! Like, how long is it gonna take? 
You're probably going to be like a fight forever. Yeah, basically. I mean, because you you have a lot of beta people out here who can't see, who are so narrow-minded that they don't see overall pictures. So they're going to always think, oh, something wrong with you. Or, uh, oh, man, I'm going to catch you by osmosis. Nah, man, I don't think that's how it works, (laughs) but okay. (laughs) Yeah, this was was a good discussion. We didn't fight. See, I don't know why everybody think they're gonna fight with me. You know, uh, Takia thought the same thing. She said, "Man, I thought, I thought I was gonna have to go in on you." I was like, "Nah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm cool. I just talk. That's it." Right. See, make sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it wasn't like see Twitter. No, we, Twitter's uh, different. Twitter, you know, it's just like fun, you know, whatever. But here, you know, we kind of get to talking to like more of the philosophical type thing. So it kind of, you know, there's no room for fighting and and, and yelling and screaming when it's philosophical like that. Now we need to bring the regular podcast on here, though. Like honestly, okay. Let me ask you a real question. Let me ask you a question real quick, because this is what the, this is what he was saying. This is, we we gonna cut it short, but he was saying, okay, we were telling him about you know how black women feel. You know, men, black men are still men, so they still kind of have an upper hand on us because of sexism. Now we're both dealing with the racism. Or yada 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 but he said okay. there is no way that black men are oppressing black women but he did say black women are oppressing black men because <laughs> um sometimes black women work in those hr departments and if they have a felony you know they can maybe not get the job because the black woman didn't hire them but as far as a black woman oppressing black men oppressing black women that's unheard of that's not even a such thing uh, I'm and here's what I would say on that. I'm <laughs> I'm in the on the fence because I would say that there's nothing that I can do to you. I can't hold res- resources or jobs or anything like that from you. So if there's oppression, is really physical, that's going on, or maybe psychological. But and I think overall, I think you can. Really? Okay. Explain. Yeah. For for the simple fact, like I was telling him, like black women, we suffer. Not only the cat calling and all that stuff, but black women are raped, beat, molested, killed by a lot of times they're black men. They're their lovers, their family members, the people that are in their community. If if that's not oppression, I don't know what it is. Like just because you can't pass a law that says I'm I'm getting paid less than you doesn't mean that the weight of what you're doing is any less than what the white people are doing. So, like, so how I'll we ask this question? Yeah. Uh, stop, stop right there. So, are we saying that is it really only the black men that are doing that, or is that a mixture of black and white males? Because I'm, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just me. I haven't really. I'm not saying that there aren't any black guys out there on some bullshit. Yeah, as they do have those people, but I don't know if it's at epidemic rates. As you're stating, unless there's some some numbers out there that I don't know about. Well, I'll, I'll just ask you that, like, majority of majority of black women are dating black men. Like, who yes, who true. else who else is doing it? And so, as far as domestic violence, the perpetrators are going to be black men majority of the time, unless it's an interracial relationship or some creep on the street beat them. Rape, yes, you're more than likely to be raped by somebody you know or molested by somebody you know. Like that's. But also, if you want to go domestic violence, women actually are the leaders when it comes to moderate violence. And that's kicking, punching, uh, scratching, throwing eyes up, things like that. It's just that when men do it, it's more forceful. So, yes, it's more trauma. I agree. I agree. 
Yeah. But as far as just the overall violence towards black women, the main perpetrators are black men. That's that's just what I what I was saying. And so I was just like think of the psychological, physical, emotional trauma that these black women have to go through every day. And these are people that look like them and they're living in their own homes. I think that is a form of oppression. That's just that's just what I think. Not oppression, I, abuse. I think I think it's it becomes oppression because like I said, it's it's it affects you emotionally, it affects you psych- psychologically, it affects you spiritually, like it affects your whole being. And it, and it's happening over a wide scale of, of black women. Like what makes it at what point does it come become oppression? Like, are you saying as soon as a black person gets into government and passes a law, then it's oppression? No, what I mean by that is that here, here's some of the differences I would say is that, for instance, I would say, let's take the Stanford uh, rapist. Okay. <clears throat> he did his do. He did what he did, but then he got off, basically. Okay. That is oppressive. If I go and do anything to you, Gabby, they blocking my black ass up forever. I'm not, they are, I'm not getting there. So I'm not saying that it doesn't happen. Because I did say that if it does come down to it, it is going to be physical and emotional abuse. Which then they also, let's go ahead and put it on the other side. There's a lot of guys who are going through, because um, a lot of women also commit uh, psychological abuse as well. Oh, yeah. Probably not yeah. as much as physical, but then, then you got to go back to the statistic where Moderately, they are abusive as well. Uh-huh. Women are actually technically the most violent, mm. statistically speaking. Uh huh. Um, so, also when it even comes to that violence, you know, men are told you got to absorb it. Yeah, but you can't do it. You can't touch her. I mean, like right. my man Joe Mixon. And now, of course, that's a whole big slew because that also goes down to that respect thing. Mm-hmm. It goes. It goes back to that. So I. She doesn't respect him enough to not put her hands or anything like that. And he doesn't respect her enough not to do the same. True. Okay. So another thing that came up, you you were saying, well, if she told, then you get locked up. But a lot of the times these women are getting women, women in general, not even black women, but women get molested, women get raped and they never tell anybody because there's a culture of silence and shaming. As soon as a woman comes out and says something, yeah, it might be a OK. Yeah, we kind of we believe you or whatever, but it's still shame put on her. And right. and a lot of times, like even like you have families where they're the molesters are in the family and they tell her to be quiet you know he's a good man we we got you know but nothing ever happened so that's kind of more into like the psychological oppression that that i that i think uh and i would say and i would say for those people shame on them that that's that they um one you should never which i think we're going to touch on that a little bit tonight because i'm actually supposed to talk my man john effect you know Uh shout out and um about how to just in you know, KT, I don't know if it's the same on the other side, but, you know, when it comes to black culture, there are things we don't talk about. Yeah. We dare not talk about it. Yeah. And I say bullshit on that. Like, if I found out, if I, but we're different, though. My family, if we find out anybody is doing anything, we finna stomp this motherfucker out. That's yeah. just how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> he gonna have to get this. But, yeah, overall, that is, an epi- that, that is an epidemic. There is that code of silence that we try to create. Because we're trying to save them from jail or things like that. And that's that's now going to 
a whole yeah, that's a whole different thing. Piece. But that's that's an important <laughs> conversation to have too. Like, I don't know. I, I was I was just under the the frame point. He was like saying, you know, a lot of these households are are run by women so if a woman was to be attacked then you know she would have somebody to talk to but i'm like like we said in the episode women can be one of the the number one perpetrators of misogyny and patriarchy like they they could be the ones telling them like no because you know like they're not even thinking about the woman victim it's more about the man protecting him because of whatever reason but yeah we'll we'll have to get regular podcasts on here and and let him say his little piece because he he really felt he really felt strongly about that, so we'll we'll get him on some. <laughs> yeah, that's what, like I said, that's a whole nother get down. Uh, I mean, I have my opinions about it, and I don't think when violence period should, should never be okay in any aspect. And but I do also feel that I think even boiled down to race racism itself is it also helped create that because. I don't know if it was like that during the times when we were really kicking it together and we really found value in each other. You know, after post 1960s, I think that's really when our home started making the turn for the worse. Oh, I mean, we, the thing is, we really don't have that many black stories featuring like starring women in, in their experiences. But I can go back to um, what was that book? Zora Neale Hurston. Uh, their Eyes Are Watching God. That was that was like 1930s, 1920s, and she was getting beat by her husband. So I mean, I don't I don't think I don't think it has to do with race. I think it's just patriarchy and race. But in America, that's all intertwined in this big old mess of of slush and garbage. So it is kind of the same thing. But I I think even if we got rid of racism, there would be patriarchy. Even if we got rid of patriarchy, there'd be racism. So I think I, it kind I, of and. Only reason I say that here's why I combine it is if you're going back 1913, you're going um, basically almost post slavery. You know, a few years later, mm-hmm. the heightened of Jim Crow. Yeah, the things that that man was probably enduring throughout the world, and then he didn't don't know how to because let's just be honest, a lot of men don't know how to express themselves verbally. Then yeah. he goes home and <clears throat> takes it out on the woman. Yeah, and I'm not now I don't condone it, but that due to those factors that were already in place could then lead to the abuse and other things going on. Um, I think Patriot, I, I, I don't operate Patriot. Yeah, I got some, mis- yeah, I guess you could say, would it be, nah, and I'm, I wouldn't call it mis- uh, misogyny, but I got um, chauvinistic thoughts. Like, I don't feel any girl can beat me in any sport. That's debatable. Come to basketball, I'm yeah. pretty sure I got you beat. So. No. Let her play you in 2K. We can get down, Gabby. <laughs> yo, yo, we're gonna start. We're gonna do a, a podcast basketball league game one of these days. All right, I already I got my man D Murph then. He's no, no. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, I get D Murph. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's all. That's all I had to say on that one, man. That's that, that's a. Oh, oh my God! Who was it that was in my inbox? In there was, inbox? was a dude from. Uh, Yada yada yada. You ain't gonna say his name, but right. <laughs> yeah, he he. What did, what did he say though, Casey? Oh, he said that uh, after we released the episode, he was in our inbox asking were were we angry or, or no? He said we sounded like we were hurt, and I said <laughs> no, we're not hurt or whatever. And he was like, 
Oh, well, I thought it had to be something. I was like, why would we be hurt? Oh. Anti-men. <laughs> <laughs> we hate all men. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And what's crazy is we even did, like, we even did the disclaimer at the beginning that was like, hey, not all men. Right. And that brings me back to regular podcast. He was like, he, like, tried to say you didn't say not all men, and you kept saying all men. And I was, like, sending him little, like, uh, snippets and stuff like that on Twitter. I was like, at 7.04, we said not all men. At such and such, oh, such and such, uh, we said some creeps, not all creeps, you know? <laughs> not all creeps. <laughs> not all creeps. Generally, generally speaking, so I don't ever really go with that type of... Uh, only thing I say is that all women are crazy. Ooh, uh-oh. Let me get off. <laughs> Delete block. Hashtag by Q. <laughs> Hashtag by Q. We haven't said it today. No, oh, listen. Man. I coined that. I did that. And uh, why not sports? We were talking with him earlier because we recorded. And he was like, shout out to Q. Hashtag by Q. It's Lucky. becoming an epidemic. It's coming to movement. <laughs> hey, man. All good. You know, I'll take any publicity I can take. <laughs> right. Right. I feel you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, this was a very, very good discussion. Talk it out. And Q from the Critical Dump. Let them know again where they can find you, Q. Right. So you can find us on SoundCloud. You just uh, kind of just search the Critical Dump. I have two different shows, Chopping It Up With Q and the Critical Dump Podcast. Um, one is a little bit more on relationship. Uh, on relationships and mm-hmm. the other is about world things that are going on you know race cops uh politics all that good stuff that everybody loves to not care about mm-hmm. and you can also catch us on facebook um was it facebook forward slash the critical dump or put in the search bar you can uh find us on there go ahead like us we're also on youtube so go ahead like share subscribe uh comment especially because i like to hear what other people have to say on the, some of the things we say but and also twitter you know, Critical Dump or me at QSIMP05. Sounds good. And remember, we're on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Talk It Out Podcast. Instagram.com slash Talk It Out Podcast. Our Twitter Twitter handle is Talk It Out underscore pod. And remember, don't forget about T.O. Black. If you don't know what that is, you better ask somebody. Um, KT, anything you want to say? Before we go? Nope. That's it. Thank you, Q, so much for being on the show. We enjoyed you. We had some some laughs and we had some good conversation. Hey, thank you for having me. No problem. We will be sure to to get you on the show show some more when we do some more controversial episodes. Um, Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. This is your girl, Gabby. And this is KT. And? And your boy, Q. And this is Talk It's Out.